Jean. Hello, hello. How's it going? Oh, been a long day. Been a long day. How about yourself? Oh, doing all right. Always good to hear. It is Monday. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to talk about. I know me and you talked about uh I know you said you you watched Tales from the Territories, uh, correct? I did, yes. Okay. What did you think about it? I mean, it was it was fine. Um, you know the format, just a you know bunch of old fellows sitting around just <laughs> sharing stories, which what? which is, is is entertaining. I mean, uh, they got a lot of stories to tell. You know, territory days was crazy. You know, a time before, you know that kayfabe curtain had kind of came down, so people took they wrestling very seriously. <laughs> Especially oh, the fans, because they they thought this was real. So some of them was really invested in uh, what was happening. Oh, definitely. So. I uh, I enjoyed it. How did, how did you feel about it compared to Dark Side of the Ring? Granted, it's the two different things, but just as a as like entertainment value, how does it compare? I think Dark Side of the Ring was the superior show i mean it's only been one tales for the territories episode so far but you know dark side of the ring was of course more focused because they had one subject whether they was like highlighting a wrestler or promotion you know that's what you covered in that episode this was like you know okay here's memphis and here's these guys who you know of course spent time down there so we just telling our stories, you know, it's not really no format and layout to it. It's just like, Hey, uh, this happened to me. Oh yeah. I, I remember this time. This, and I remember this time. This. I mean, you know, it's like if you were sitting down with a bunch of old guys and they sharing old stories, you know? Right. So, but I, I do like the show. I mean, I'm saying it's not focused on a singular subject like dark side of the ring was, uh, but you know, in time, uh, you know, I, they'll have their go to, you know, different other uh, promotions, and it's always nice to get a, you know, a behind the curtains view of what happened in those days. Oh, As I can say it, when it was, things was definitely, you know, <laughs> like the Wild Wild West. Oh, for <laughs> you damn know, the sure. way they were doing, you know, how they was uh, going with the rabbit fans and crazy crazy wrestlers you know you say something one of them you know you might get punched in the mouth for real <laughs> <laughs> right you know, right you couldn't you couldn't sue them you know people out there waiting for you with with with, with, with bricks and and and, and crowbars <laughs> watch your car you know Right, you know, I now I'm not gonna say where I heard it because I want people to do their own research. But uh, it was said after the episode aired, uh, somebody in the biz said that uh, Jerry Jarrett's story about the eyeball wasn't a hundred percent true. That uh, the story it was like it's a known story amongst like everybody, and that you know they never heard anything about the eyeball until the episode. So. We shall see if anybody else speaks on that. Uh, we we shall see if anybody else speaks on that. I'm, I'm quite sure it's going to be a lot of embellishments, um, because you know, 
when things happen, you know, over time, we tend to, you know, um, fantasize them more over throughout <laughs> the years. When something happened, you know, when you was a little kid, maybe you got chased by a dog. Then, you know, all of a sudden you tell that story and it was a a, a 300-pound foaming pit rabbit pit bull coming at Shut you, you know, <laughs> and uh, it ate through your door while you, you know, and, and your daddy had to beat it off with the butt of a shotgun or something, you know. <laughs> we are, you know, those stories get more and more fantasy as we get older we keep adding on parts to them and things like that so you know i'm quite sure that'll be more one thing for sure two things for certain if hogan ever ends up on there we know everything he's gonna say gonna be a damn lie that's for sure so so, i don't know if they gonna i don't even know if they got the money to have him on there (laughs) let's just hope that they got enough sense to keep him away from um i i doubt they got the money to to even give him so him for him to be on there well you know the rock is involved with it the rock is like the production company it's his production company so i mean granted the money is there so i mean but it's the it's different in having the money and wanting to spend the money on one oh, person. But that's not you what know. you said. That's not what you said. Though. You didn't say nothing about spending the money. You just said about them having the money. Because they're two different things. You might have the money to do something, but I'm like, I ain't spending it. Like he might oh, his, his appearance might cost as much as the, it costs the whole season to produce. Oh, so it just sure. so <laughs> you know. I remember years ago he was gonna charge the Bullet Club. What was that? Fifty or a hundred thousand dollars for something of appearance back then pathetic. that was like ain't no way <laughs> pathetic he's pathetic yeah, you know so. um what was I watching that I was I oh god I've been watching so much stuff like I've oh man trying to catch up on so much stuff and it was something I saw and I was like damn I can't wait to say something about it and I can't remember what it was <laughs> oh man I'm so mad now oh well, let's start with this. Have you heard of, did you hear about the news that broke that apparently now the <clears throat> AEW investigation has stalled? Uh, there is an undisclosed party that is threatening legal action and is being uncooperative. I didn't hear all that. I just heard that the, the books and Kenny Omega never threw a punch. That's the last story I heard. So, uh, News broke, I believe, on this yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> about this um I, I i have my ideas about who the uncooperative party is it's uh you know but we shall see if we ever find out so that means that none of them will be back anytime soon uh depending on how long this uh this uh this uncooperative party is gonna you know put up a fight so we shall see um before we jump into all the the good stuff, is there any like any news or anything you saw that you want us to bring up? Oh, uh, no. I mean, nothing that's not related to what's been happening on the shows. Um, no, I can't think of nothing. I mean, if something comes to me, I'll definitely highlight it. But oh, uh, definitely do so. Nothing um, comes to mind right now. Well, let's go ahead and jump in. Well, I I want to just get this part out of the way because this was like the least the least interesting thing of the week. Um, 
you know, AEW the past few weeks, like the, the book has always been kind of hippity dippity, but you know, these last couple weeks, the booking's been really, really messy. It's been really bad. Um, you know, I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on with this whole Semi Guevara thing. And it's like he just had an altercation with Eddie Kingston. Granny Eddie Kingston's the one that got physical and not Sammy, but you know, apparently they talked ahead of time about what was going to be done in the promo and Eddie went, I mean, uh, Sammy went off script, which led to Eddie, ha you know, being upset. But then here, you know, Sammy Guevara is a month later, you know, literally within 30 days. And here he is in another altercation with Andrade. Like, well, have you heard anything about the Andrade situation? Like, are you up to date on that? Yeah, I heard, you know, they had a, you know, a disagreement and, uh, you know, I mean, it's gonna happen. Ego's gonna clash. Right. Um, I just wish that they kept it off social media. You know, you yeah. don't gotta when you have a problem with somebody, you run on social media and then you gotta let everybody else know know about it. And that way it almost makes it seem like it's not real. <laughs> almost to me, you know, like hey, well, let's just start up some beef on social media so you know somebody's you know to get some attention. Uh, right. If you got a problem with somebody, okay, we backstage, we don't like each other, whatever. Okay, we just got to work together. We ain't got to like each other. We ain't got to be friends. Um, right. But, yeah, when you start running on social media, I wish they would stop doing that. I mean, and that's across the board for everybody, both companies, you know, just start running the social media, you know, just airing your grievances definitely um, just handle it <laughs> i i definitely agree i feel like i'm not particularly the person that likes to take sides i will say that if i did have to point the finger at the at the more guilty party it would be definitely Sammy Guevara in this situation because you know, this all stemmed from Andrade doing the interview and he's doing the interview with just, you know, giving his honest opinions about what's going on. And, you know, Sammy Guevara is the one that decided to take it to social media. You know, he could have approached Andrade at TV or, you know, uh, I don't know if he already had his number. I would presume maybe um, even if he didn't, you know, probably reached out to a mutual party for his number as to set up, a you know, a sit down or something or a phone call. Um, but it's like to take it to social media, it, it's just like you kind of expect that because he's young and he just kind of does. He's just he's real immature. You can tell he's just real immature. And it's just like with Andrade, I don't blame him from airing his grievances in the interview because everybody's done that over time. So I'm not going to necessarily take a switch to him over that. Um my issue with Andrade is, it's like, I, me and my best friend have this saying, if you're going to be a criminal, be a smart criminal. Basically, if you're going to do something that you're not supposed to do, then do it the smart way. And clearly, he's trying to find his way back to WWE like nobody's stupid. But it's like to sit there in front of everybody and say, oh, I'm not afraid to get fired. Okay, we clearly know that that's not what you're afraid of because this is how you're acting. But to sit here and to dole out your master plan, you just kind of, 
you know, you probably would have got fired or they probably would have put you on the, you know, a last warning. You know, Tony probably would have put them on a last warning or something. And it's like, at least if you were going to try to have a diabolical plan, don't tell people the plan. But, you know, that's just me. I, you know, what, you know, that's, that's just my thought process. But all in all, um, I definitely feel like, I feel like Sammy's just getting away with too much because it's just like, yeah, from what we're hearing that uh, they're supposedly, at first it was just, the first story was just Andrade was the only one that got physical. Then the next day the story was, well, later that, that night. And then, you know, the next day the story pretty much turned and said, well, Sammy pushed him. So then Andrade started, you know, throwing the punches. Um, either way, not to sound immature, but Sammy started the whole situation. It didn't have to be publicized. He took it there. I feel like there needs to be repercussions for him. There shouldn't have been just Andrade being sent home because he threw punches. It should have been both of them being sent home because you know, Sammy's the one that took it to a whole nother level and made it so publicized when a lot of people probably wouldn't have run across it anyway. Um, so I, I definitely feel like Tony needs to put his foot down and in the areas that he is starting to put his foot down, it's kind of like, really, this is, you know, like the whole, I'm not releasing people. And it's like, that's where you choose to put your foot down with all this other crap going on is I, I feel like he's too focused on like, you know, it's almost like when, you know, two parents aren't together no more. And it's like, oh, you want to be, this one wants to be the fun parent because you want the kid to like you so much. And just, it's just really, really weird. And you know, I just, I would say this because it tickles me a little bit to know that from the beginning, people just thought I was just saying stuff just to say it. And then I slowly over time, everything that I've said and then some have happened and you slowly starting to see Tony become the boss that people don't like. It's like, yeah, the court, the people that he's, you know, telling them all their ideas are fantastic and letting them do everything they want to say and do on TV. Of course, they're not going to have any complaints. But for the for the not Jericho's and not Brian Danielsons and you know the Moxleys and you know of course they're gonna have some grievances. So I, I I definitely feel like people need to stop acting like the situation is that AEW has greener grass. I, I feel like there's been enough shown just so far that people should be on alert now that okay like. The grass isn't greener. And I also don't like the fact that we're just straight up ignoring that Alistair Black and Buddy Matthews both said they wanted their releases. Uh, originally, Alistair Black had nothing to say about it. Then he came out and said, well, yes, I did ask for my release because of A, B, and C, and X, Y, and Z. And, you know, Buddy Matthews, shortly after it was reported that Alistair asked for his release, asked for his release. Then here you go about a week later, then they're clearly, you know, like, let's just be let's let's just be honest. Nobody's stupid here. They were clearly forced or told how however people want to, you know, do the verbiage to make it seem like they didn't ask. So now they both look stupid because they both clearly admitted that they asked for their release. And now they had to turn around and say, well, oh no, I didn't ask for my release. Like it looks worse for Alistair Black seeing as that it was reported. Then he came out and confirmed it. Then here you are a week later. And then now you're saying, well, I, I didn't ask for my release. And I, and then on top of the fact that him basically calling Tony a liar, not like he didn't say the actual words, but in the video, I don't know if you saw the video he did. Um, He said, 
I don't know who who the hell said I, I, I he was like I never signed a contract for five years Tony is the one that originally came out and said when all the talk when Triple H first took over and he he was the one in that interview whatever I can even remember who he was on the interview with and he sat there and oh I, I have Alistair Black you know for you know he, he still has five years on the contract and I have Adam Cole until 2027 Tony came out and said that so you know I, I don't know if he was trying to cover his own butt or whatever but I mean technically speaking he called Tony a liar because Tony's the one that came out and said that and nobody asked by the way he just voluntarily gave out that information but um a lot of lot of drama and stuff I mean going it's going to be drama at wherever you go and oh, yeah, and then wherever you go somebody's yeah. going to be upset with they place on the card it's, it's always going to be drama but Everybody's going to be upset, I mean, what they place on the card. You may think some girl come where and you think you're going to be the man, but oh, it's course. other people that's going to be ahead of you. But so, I mean, that's just how it is. And when... I'm not going to say that, you know, when it was talking about greener pastors, I mean, these people got released from WWE. It's not like they just left and said, I'm going over here. They got released. So... True. You know, some of them voluntarily went there when their contract was up. Brian Danielson, Moxley, Jericho, Cesaro. Okay, I'm well, yeah. Claudio. Well, no, well, yeah, Claudio. Some of them voluntarily went there, but some of you, Keith Lee, got released. Swerve got released. Samoa Joe got released. Alistair got released. Buddy Matthews got released. So, I mean, it was like. Do I go out here and just take a whole bunch of indie bookings and see what happened, or do I go over here where it's a steady paycheck? So I mean, I mean, like, no, you make it like, no, you have absolutely a whole point. I'm not disagreeing with you at all in any regards to that. My only issue is that you ha did have a good portion of those people who were, you know, being really because it less like you just said, it wasn't a lot of them that voluntarily went. Like it was literally just a handful of them. Everybody else got released, and you know they they decided that's where to go, and it, but look at how many people are unhappy. Like look at look at you know, and I really hate to call him Miro. Like I'm just gonna call him Russo because Miro just sounds terrible. I mean, even though that's part of his real name. No, another guy who got released. Got re well, no, he didn't resign. He didn't really get released. He didn't resign his contract. He was up for a contract renewal. And they were renegotiating and they couldn't come to terms. So he let it. So both of him and them let his contract run out. He he didn't get released. I thought he got released. But I mean, the way they no, was. No, Lana got released. The Lana way they was released. treating them over there. I mean, <laughs> we can go. I mean, I mean you know, stuff well, no, always. Uh, definitely. The the way things, the worm started to turn for him got weird, but the people were with him. Like, yeah, the gimmick may have been weird or just whatever the story, whatever they had him doing was weird, but the people was with him. And as long as the people are with you, that's really all that matters. Um, the Now, Lana, she, she got released, which was odd. Because if you remember just a few, what, just several months prior, that previous November, they like, uh, she had resigned and she signed a no. five year deal. Hold on. Rusev did get released on April 15th. He was released from his WWE contract as part of budget cuts stemming from the COVID-19 pandemic. His real well, life, Lana, however, remained with WWE until she was also released over a year later in June 
2021. So yes, he was released. Okay, so maybe that happened at like at the end of his like current contract because he hadn't signed a new contract yet because they couldn't come to terms. So he hadn't signed a new contract. Well, yet, they so. calling it budget cuts. He was part of that budget because I remember he get him getting released. But they was like, oh, snap, y'all just going to release him? But he was near the end of his contract, though. He didn't, like, he only had, like, a month or something left on that. We'll look at, okay, we'll look at that a little later. I mean, I don't know about all that, but I'm just saying. Well, no, I remember because I remember how, okay, so just my memory is weird. I remember almost everything. But I remember that specifically because of how much back and forth it was, like all over the all over the internet, and how like uh, I know he made a post about something. Like I can't remember what the post he made about, but I know the general thing was like it was out there. Like when his contract was up. Now I don't remember exactly what month, but it was like around like the summertime. So. He wasn't like he wasn't far away from the end of his contract. So I mean, it sounds like he may have possibly got released, but I mean, kind of doesn't matter seeing as they couldn't come to terms on a new contract. I mean, so I'm a I'm gonna take it as a 50-50. But yeah, it sounds like he got released, so I'll take it. Um, but but um, he's been on I saw him, he was on that uh new TV show, the new cop show. What um, cop it comes show? on CBS on Sundays. It's Ooh, a new I'm... cop show. Um, well, it can't be the rookie. Um... No, no, it's a new cop show. S- Sundays on CBS. Um, they had played a video. He was on that show as a, as a bad guy. I was like, oh, this way he been. <laughs> well, I know that. Uh, I hate calling her by her name, but uh, CJ Lana, she we you know was taping a surreal life because I remember she made a post about it, which. I don't see what the big deal is because the surreal life was always about washed up celebrities. So East New York, that's the name of the show. East New York. Haven't even heard of it. Yep, it but just came out last. It's literally it. The first episode was last week. I October ain't seen October no 2nd. preview. I ain't seen no trailer. I ain't heard about no press release. But no, good for him though. That's that's mm-hmm. what's up though. I'm happy for him. Um, I know that she was doing some other project too. I know she did the surreal life and it was a, a movie, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm pretty sure we'll hear about the other thing coming up soon. I mean, I'm happy both of them got work. I had no beef with Lana. You know, she just couldn't wrestle. Like she was a great promo, but she just couldn't wrestle. I mean, and she tried and I really rooted for Lana. That's the thing. Like when she first got, when they first brought her from like doing the live shows and Ashley got on the main roster in the first few matches, I was like, she could really, I said, this could go somewhere. But then it's like, then she got stagnant and then you started, you weren't seeing no improvement anymore. And then it looked like it started getting worse. Then you actually knew it was getting worse. And then it was just kind of like, okay, like at this point, you might as well not even be wrestling, just go back to being a manager. And it's like, it, it really kind of bothered me about Alana because I had such high hopes for her. Like, she looked really good when she first got on the main roster. Like, she she reminded me of a of a, of a young Trish Stratus just starting to wrestle and you could see, like, okay, maybe she got something. And it's like, it didn't take long for her to get stale. And then it's just like, she started going backwards. Like, it was just really weird. Um, and it was a little disappointing, to be honest, because I really... Like, she had a pretty good look. She was great promo. I mean, granted, her, okay, her Russian promos, let's be honest, because anytime she's done a promo in English, it's been not nowhere near as good as when she was. She was a great ballet manager. 
and that's where I'm leaving her. She was not a good wrestler. Well, I can as a heel or a face, you know that whole, you know, getting bullied and kept getting put through tables just because Vince was uh just trying to show her up. That was stupid, you know. I thought that was weird. I thought that was really weird. You know, it's just it was that was just it was just, it was bad. I mean, and just like everybody's not gonna be able to wrestle. Everybody just don't have that in them, no matter how hard they try. So, Facts. I mean. Facts. I'm glad that she could have moved on and gotten to something else. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. I I know that she like she was in like a singing group or something a few years ago. I know she did a couple commercials. So it's like she's done other stuff. So I mean, I'm happy she has something to fall back on. Um, with Miro is, you know, I just seen not too was that last week of the week before when he uh he really did an interview and he said. Uh, pretty much that when this contract is up, he wasn't really expecting to sign another contract, and he also stated that, uh, you know, he pretty much was like basically think he was done with wrestling because he was just like, oh, like I didn't want to go over. I think he said forty, and you know, he was like, oh, like by the end of this contract, I'll be like thirty eight or whatever, and I was just like, well. I said, well, what else you gonna do? So I mean, hopefully, you I know, mean, he's got he's had them ongoing neck issues for years, so that could also spurn his decision as well. I mean, I, that's why he kind of got pulled off TV because of that. So well, yeah, I mean, yeah. when you got lingering issues like that, especially you know. with the neck. Speaking of the neck, um, what did you think about Soraya, aka Pages? You know. <laughs> Her, uh, I mean, they said she's they said she's been cleared to wrestle, so we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I mean, I didn't have a problem with her just in there, just mixing it up with Brit. You know, whatever is, you know, that's not gonna hurt nobody. But I mean, there's no indication you actually start really taking bumps, right? Is when you figure out where you at. <laughs> So we'll see. <laughs> I will say this. I feel like the narrative around her departure from WWE and her now tenure with, well, I can't say tenure yet, but her her uh, her journey now with AEW has been very strange because from the moment the news broke about her not, you know, her not her contract not being renewed. It was, you know, people were just attacking WWE as we saw. And, you know, she, you know, she told people like, she was like, well, no, you guys like, like, it's okay. Like I had a lot of opportunities. I got to do a lot of great stuff. Like, you know, it does suck, but you know, they were there for me. Like they helped get me clean and, you know, cause you know, she had like a little problem at one point. I'm glad they were able to help her through that. And I'm glad she was just able to get through that. Um, And then, you know, they kept her on payroll for five years, paid her, and she, you know, she couldn't wrestle. Granted, she did a couple of things in between there. I definitely felt like they could have went longer with the Pages GM because Adam Pierce, who blocked me on Twitter, by the way, because he's such a wuss, apparently. Um, Guazu harassing Adam Pierce. I didn't listen. I, I swear, I, I will send it to you. I'm going to screenshot it to you later and send it to you. I did not harass him. All I said was when the news broke about her contract expiring and them saying they weren't going to renew it. I said, I was like, well, why don't we have her? I said, it's, you know, I said, Adam Pierce is cool, but I said, we we want to see Paige. Y'all took this away to begin with, saying that y'all didn't need it, and y'all wasn't going to do this anymore because y'all was coming back and all this and that. 
just for him to show up as an authority figure. So it was pointless. A lot of people were upset and disappointed about that. So, you know, I was just looking like, well, I feel like, you know, this is a perfect opportunity because Adam Pierce, he the, the crowd doesn't like him anyway. He doesn't cut a good promo. He's just, everything sounds stale. Like, I have no beef with him. It's just like how you just said everybody can't wrestle. Everybody ain't meant to be the GM. Everybody ain't meant to be the authority figure. And it just, it doesn't work for him. And apparently he took offense to that. I didn't say nothing bad about him. I literally said, even in the tweet, I said, you know, Adam Pierce is cool. I said, it's just that we would prefer pay. Just literally all I said. And he blinds me. Apparently he's a wuss, but whatever. Um, well, WWE's falling back. They always need an on-screen authority figure, which they really don't need. But, but right, but I'm saying whatever. they had that with Paige, and everybody loved Paige. And then all of a sudden, they came with the oh, well, we're not doing this anymore. All this. So maybe and that. she didn't want to do it no more. Well, that's not what I heard. That's not what she said. Well, that's let me rephrase because that's not what she said. But you know, my whole thing was. You know, she people really liked her in the role. It was good. It was working. You know, um, but to fast forward to get to my point, um, they kept her on payroll for five years after her her second neck, uh, her second uh, well, I said circuit, her second neck incident. And you know, and I I love Paige Soraya, love her to death. I've always been a fan. Um, I think she's amazing. But I, I, I feel like people aren't being as realistic. Would it have been great for her to still stay there? Yes. Do I feel like there was possibly a lot for her to do? Possibly no with the with where things are currently are and how many people they have. Let's be honest. Vince only paid Shawn Michaels three years to sit at home and not do nothing. And he paid him almost $3 million. Do you, if he only paid HBK for three years, he paid you an extra two years. Do you really think that he's gonna want to pay you another two, three years, maybe five years? No, it's and I and I know it had to hurt them to let her go because they all like her. She's well liked, um. But you know, I just find it weird that you know when she finally spoke on her, you know, first AEW promo and she was like, "Oh, people think I hate WWE," and she's like, "I don't hate them." And she basically reiterated what she said, you know, the first time when people was upset about her getting released, saying like, "Oh, they gave me opportunities and all this," but you know, you but then she turns around and says, "Well, oh, like you know, I, I would suggest stuff, and you know, it's just like you know, she basically felt like she wasn't being listened to, and it's like, you're great. I mean, that's not hard to believe. I mean, no, I'm not saying that's hard to believe. My only issue with how she's trying to portray it, and let me not even say how she's trying to portray it, how she's wording it as of right now. Yes, it would have been nice for them to take some of your ideas, but let's see how some of your ideas are. Let's see some of your ideas before you start getting upset about somebody turning them down, because these ideas may not be as good as you think they are. And I'm not saying that in the mean way or a messed up way. I'm saying that in regards to a lot of people think they have great ideas, and they don't. And I'm not saying she didn't have any great ideas, but were they fitting what was going on at the time? Were they going to make that big of a difference? Like, there's a lot of things to take into account. So I'm going to reserve comment on that aspect of it. But um, my whole thing is just, then she said, this is the this is the meat of the, the matter here. When she said, well, oh, it never came up. When they asked why didn't WWE, if she was clear, she just said, oh, well, it never came up. She said, you know, it was just my contract was expiring. You know, I didn't ask. And it was just kind of like, okay. 
you sitting here saying you didn't ask because you didn't think about it. So this was back in July and we're in freaking October now. So this what this happened? What? What was this? The first week of October, last week of September. So you had a little bit of time. At what point did it not run through your mind when they said, well, hey, your contract's coming up, woo-woo? Why it didn't occur to you, well, oh, um, do you guys want to, can we even try to see if I'm cleared or would that matter? Like, how did that not come across your mind? And then, like, literally in the blink of an eye, it's like, okay. And then she says that she only got the call, what, about two weeks, two or three weeks before Grand Slam. So she said uh, Tony and Jericho called her. So, um, I mean, I, I I don't know. I just think the narrative is getting a little strange because it's like, first it just went from, you know, oh, like, you know, I understand all this until then you get on TV talking about, oh, somebody listen to my ideas. I don't, it's just it's just getting a little weird. Um, I feel like maybe she should just reserve, you know, reserve, you know, comment on the situation until she's just really ready to tell what the real deal was. Because it's just like, there's no way I would have been in that position and I said, well, hey, you know, we haven't, you know, I haven't got, you know, you guys haven't tested me in a while. I haven't been checked out by doc so-and-so. I can't even remember who their doctor is. Um, Want to see if I can, if I can get cleared. If I can't, I understand, blah, blah, blah. But it's it's just weird. It's just weird. Um, But I'm happy for her. I'm so happy for her. She's a great talent. She's a freaking star. So gifted, so talented. Um, Definitely one of the best you know, in her, you know, in her short career that we were able to really get her on the big stage. She's, she's great. She definitely one of the best. My only thing is I'm just concerned about the people she's working with. Um, I, it would just break my heart. I, I love her so much. I've been a fan of her so, so much and I can understand how like not being able to do what she loved is like was a big blow to her. But it would really suck even worse if we, you know, she they tell her she's good to go. She comes here thinking new opportunity, all this and that, and then she gets hurt. Because look at this crap. Most of these, did you? The I like Tony Storm, but when I saw this mess last week, when Tony Storm, uh, who who was that she faced? Was that uh, Britt Baker? What I can't even freak her. I think it was Britt Baker. And she came off Jamie Hayter. Jamie, uh, I can't even keep up. Well, yeah, I'm assuming that's what it was. I can't even keep up now. But and she came off the rope with that sit out pile driver, and I said, "Oh my god!" Like my neck was hurting, and Tony hurt. She 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 stayed for the most part. I never looked at me like, "Oh, that looks bad." But you know, let's be honest. Uh, you know, and people probably gonna say this wrong when I really don't. It's not that Owen Hart hurt Stone Cold, but, you know, come to find out for when Owen Hart gave Stone Cold that sit-out power driver, that's how he had the issue with his neck the first time. So it's like, it's it's a harder version to pull off. I just wish nobody would do it. It's just, it's not safe. I, I just, you know, that's one thing I will get WWE is that people may get mad at them for banning stuff a lot of the times, but it's all really in the the betterment of trying to protect people's health. So I can respect that and understand that. But I mean, it's a safe way to do a pile driver. 
But um, she, she clearly but, just not strong enough to hold them properly. And it's just, and I'm seeing it with some of the guys and it's just very concerning. And that's my issue for Soraya. I'm just, as a fan and somebody who really cares about her career and just her life after. And she don't I, have to get power drove. I mean, she can expressly say, hey, in this match, don't well, hit me with no power driver. Power driver just particularly, I'm just saying like, even with other stuff, it's like, you see all, and it's like, it's botches everywhere. It's botches across the men's division, women's division. It's just botches everywhere. And it happens with WWE, so let's just be clear. But AEW, it's like, sometimes you see a whole show and you just sit there and you like, damn, did anybody, you know, train? Like, cause sometimes it's just botch after botch after botch. And, and it's just, especially with the women, a lot of the times stuff just isn't done safely. And it's just, it's very concerned. I'm just concerned for her, but I'm happy for her. I, I wish her nothing but the best. And, you know, I I just, I can't wait to see what she does. Hopefully she can help get these women on track because I still don't understand how Madison reigns the coach because I, I just don't see what she can offer more than Serena D. But, you know, just my opinion. Um but but yeah um yeah just oh, i'm just so concerned <laughs> i love soraya i'm just so concerned but like i said good vibes so uh moving forward uh moving forward what what have you been thinking about the what do you think about how the united states championship and the intercontinental championships have been presented since triple h has taken over I mean, it's been better. I mean, they've got them on. You got the United States Championship. I mean, I, I'm I'm glad Lashley's got it. But I mean, Lashley is a main eventer. He shouldn't be holding mid card title. Mid card titles are too. Yeah, but he did it. You know, when he had his open challenge. That's because everybody was sick of John Cena having the the title. Period. So it was just like, hey, let's have you down here and. And, and, and work on this title, build this up. But, you know, mid-card titles are to build up your upcoming stars. Bobby Lashley's already established. It being on Gunther, yeah, good idea because most people, if you didn't watch NXT or NXT UK, you probably don't know who he is. So right. putting it on him is a good idea. Having him in there with Sheamus, I mean, good idea for him to be for it on him. Kudos. Eventually, you need to put him in a main event scene too, which, you know, unfortunately the main event scene is on hold because of Roman Reigns having a stranglehold on the titles, on both titles. So, unfortunately, the highest you can get is a mid-card title right now. Right. Um, which is, that's a whole nother story. But... um Lashley, I'm just saying, I don't have a problem with Lashley having it, but I just think he should be, you know, main eventer. But since the main event titles aren't available to who 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 knows when, um, I'm fine with it. You know, um, I wish they got defended at you know the pay per views more. I mean, um, I mean, but who would it be the, for in a fight? Everything would just be a rematch, and I'm kind of tired of rematches of everybody. Well, everybody gets well. I mean, that's WWE's that. thing, they always rematch people into the ground. Um, so now because now tonight you got a uh, well, Lashley and Rollins again, 
So I mean, you're I mean, probably going to get. That's the thing. Ain't nobody saying don't rematch. We just saying that everybody don't need a. You know, every match don't need every match don't need to have a rematch. Like it don't need to be a rematch. The rematch. Okay, that's WWE a- style, though. I mean, they you know they have a match and everybody they gonna have a match at least five times because now you are gonna have them again. Now you know Sheamus is going to go against Gunther again. So I mean, we know that's gonna happen. But I feel like um, okay, I feel like right now. As of right now, I'm okay with it because, and this is what I need everybody to understand. I'm not saying this to you, but just in general, a lot of people saying, well, oh, like, you know, it's not that big of a change. And why didn't Triple H do this? And why didn't he do that? And what? Here's the thing. You cannot turn a, you cannot turn a big ship on the turn of a dime. People need to stop thinking that everything was going to change overnight. Yes, there's certain things that people are like, oh, well, why didn't he do this? Why? I get it because in some aspects, I kind of thought it too. But then I also said, you know, he can't change everything. Do I wish that, you know, Giovanni Vinci didn't have an Italian name when he's in a group like Imperium? Yes. But guess I'm what? just glad he's back with Imperium. Right, exactly. I'm just glad. <laughs> but no, I, I I know Triple H. He can't change anything. It's gonna be. It's gonna take a lot of time for something that's been established over the last, you know, forty years. Oh no, of, definitely of, of booking. But and, also, um, so, but also, you don't want to get people whiplash. Think about the whiplash we got when Vince just started changing everything all within it. Theory don't. Theory only got one name. Tommaso Ciampa only got one name. This person do it like. Everything changed so much from visiting Triple H can't change everything because it's gonna be too much like whiplash. Yes, I can Giovanni eventually, like I said, is a weird name to having a group like Imperium. We got these German names. Yes. However, like you said, I'm just happy he's back. I'm not gonna argue with it. The group is so good, I can give two Fs about what his name is right now. I mean the name thing got annoying after a while. I'm glad they gave Matt Riddle his first name back. You know, I was kind of okay with the riddle thing. Um, It did get confusing sometimes, depending on the dialogue that was going on. Um, I'm but, glad they gave him. I, I hope they give what did they, they, they gave Trump his his first name back to didn't they? No, they didn't. No, he well, they need to get him away from the meals anyway, because that makes. Anyway, I mean, well, they're trying to get him the rub. They're trying to get him the rub. You no, know? the meals is. NXT Chomper would have nothing to do with the Miz. Exactly. But so, that was Vince as well. Again, he know, can't change everything all at one time because then you'll be left with nothing. Well, I'm I'm just hoping that with him off of TV now that when he does come back, they'll separate those two. Um, I would be okay with that, yeah. Because that's not giving up. Being a Miz is lackey. No, that's not a good fit for Chomper. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lackey, more like hype man. I wouldn't say lackey. lackey. Lackey, hype man, they're both bad. <laughs> no, they're, they're they're it's bad. I mean, for Tavonso Ciampa to be this big bad guy now, oh well, I'm gonna follow after the Miz. No, no, no. That was bad. That was bad from from jump. Yeah. Bad, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad Imperium is back as a group. I mean, I wish they would give um, Pete Dunn his name. I don't like that butch stuff. I think actually, I, I think Triple H doing a slow turn on that because we slowly starting to see the the Pete Dunn stuff coming back. Mm-hmm. And actually start giving him some type of personality instead of just you know rabbit dog. 
yeah. you know, acknowledge him and him and Gunther's history. You know, they went to war over that title. They you know, did. Great so matches. Acknowledge, acknowledge things like that. Um, acknowledge his history with uh Matt Riddle. Even though well, they on different shows, but still, start giving him some personality instead of you know Rabbit Dog who follows after Sheamus. You know, <laughs> it's, it's gotta do. You know, I, I know everything. Like you said, cannot be changed overnight. You just can't, you know, flick the light switch on, turn it off, put it back on, and everything's gonna be different. Right. Um, so, I mean, slowly he's been making progress. He's been bringing the people back that, of course, people who should have never been released, um, you know, like Cross and everything and Johnny. Well, Johnny was never released, but he left his own accord. Right. Uh, you know, Candace LeRae, um, of course, uh, Bray Wyatt. Uh uh, speaking of, well, since you brought up Ray White, well, oh, well, let's start here. Did you see it looks like Sarah Logan is coming back? She was in the she was in the new vignette this week on SmackDown, you know, for the Viking Raiders. I mean, that's fine. I don't know what she brings to the table. I kind of um, like, I like Sarah. She has a... I mean, if you're just going to have her like as the Viking wife or something, just... I'm not the Viking wife. You know, I mean, it is, but I mean, to me, they've never treated the Viking Raiders correctly on the main roster anyway. They had a starting... decent run. They had a lot better run than most people that come from NXT. Uh, still, this is it just wasn't wasn't great. It wasn't. They just leaned too much into the into the Viking stuff. These guys weren't never Vikings anyway. These was from freaking War Machine. They were just two big burly dudes who beat people up, and Vince saw them. Hey, let's make them Vikings, you know. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Not the Vince ones. <laughs> you know that was never supposed to be a thing. And then we got to really lean into this Vikings of now. They're the new, new, improved Viking Raiders, huh? I will. <laughs> and you actually announcing them as that? I did. I didn't like how when they came back because I had literally just saw them on NXT earlier that week. And then for them to show up looking completely different and they were heels, I was kind of like, I was like, what the F? Like, <laughs> I was I was kind of confused. Like, I, I got mad for a second, but then I was just like, okay, like, I kind of I kind of get it. But then I didn't like how they got the extra weird makeup from, like, lo- like how Loki looked the last couple seasons of Vikings, which, honestly, I still haven't watched that last season, so I got to finish watching that last season. Um, and then they, they kept and kept beefing with the New Day on and on and on and on. You know, I, as much as I love the New Day, they kind of getting on my nerves lately. Um, they have nothing left to do. <laughs> Seriously, like I, the new day have nothing left to, to do. It, they probably only need they probably need to just start working live events for a little while so they can still be working but just not be seen on TV because I feel like they're kind of still right now. I mean, because they've they've done everything. I mean, they they like they're trying to set the Usos up to break their tag team record. Um, we don't know when Big E's ever going to return. Uh, well, we know we won't find out at least until early next year because uh, Big E said his doctor said his C1 isn't ossifying, so the bone isn't getting hard. 
And they said they will do another check at the one year mark, which will be in March of next year. So we won't even know anything until possibly maybe even a couple months after that, or maybe that same month. Who knows? So, yeah, I mean, he might be uh, another edge. You don't know. Might not see him for five years or something more. True. But, I mean, yeah, they just, they've got nothing else to do. I mean, they took Kofi out the main event scene. And he's Which not. It was terrible that they did that to him. Um, they tried to build Woods up with the uh, the King Woods thing, but. I think Vince got mad when he got injured because you see that when he came back, he wasn't even called King Woods. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know what to do, what to do with them. I don't want to say break them up because not every tag team or faction has to just break up. But yeah, creatively, they've got nothing. I don't, I don't know what you, what to do with them. I really don't. They need to. I really feel like they should only be working live shows for a while and just be taken off of TV. But that way, they'll still be working because they're they're stale right now. And I love I love them. I do. But like you said, like I don't even really laugh at anything they do anymore. Like it's just, and it's not the same without E. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um. Let's jump into the premium live event. That still sounds so weird. I wish Triple H would change that. <laughs> um, you know, I was so excited for the Brawling Brutes and Imperium because this whole thing with Gunther and Sheamus and then the match on Friday was great. Like, um, the match on Friday when I watched it, felt like it. It was a good match. It felt like they were holding back. Yeah, a little bit of um, You know, it, it, it got weird right at the end, though, too. I ain't gonna lie, yeah. it got weird at the end. It felt like they were whole bad. I mean, I knew when Gunther won Friday that the Brawl and Bruce was gonna win Saturday. Oh, has um, you know, because you, you gotta give. So I was like, I enjoyed Extreme they Rules, they gotta stay credible, they gotta stay credible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed Extreme Rules. I just feel like I predicted pretty much the, every match was gonna win. Only one that I didn't predict right was the Liv Morgan one. I thought oh, that I she would. That. I knew she was gonna lose. I thought that someone would interfere in her behalf, and you know, then Liv would just you know pick up the pieces and get the win, and that would pivot Ronda to beef with somebody else. That's what I, I thought was gonna happen. That was the only one I was. That's only match I was wrong about. Okay, um, well, since you since you bring that up, uh, you got a little bit more detail that. Let's start with that one then. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't looking forward to the match necessarily, just because they 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 they're they're trying really hard to get Liv over. They're trying really hard to get her over, and I have no beef with Liv. I really believe in her, but she just ain't ready right now. Like, I feel like maybe by the beginning of the year, if she kept working hard, but the way they booked her made her look like a clown. Like, she looked like a straight-up hamburger with the cheese, the way they booked her. Because you booked your champions to be weak, and it's like, they didn't even book Nikki A.S.H. like that. Like, even she didn't get booked that bad. And she, she got booked badly. Both of them got I, booked. No, she got booked bad. 
she got booked bad, but um, she didn't get booked bad like Liv did. I would definitely take what Nikki got over what Liv got. Cause they just made they made. Did Nikki ain't say she had a title a month? Well, yeah, she had. Okay, yes. Yeah, did she have it a month? month? Yes, true. She had it a month. Did she have it a month? Yes, she had it a month. You sure? Yes, cause remember, that feel like a month. Me and you talked about it. And you was like, you was like, I remember. I said something to you because we were watching it and I text you something, you text me something, and then when the pay-per-view came, well, I'm sorry, the premium live event came up, I remember you was like, you was like, okay, yeah, they just needed that month, let her have her thing, and then they just needed it to get it back on Charlotte. Yeah, it was like a month. It was literally like 30-something days. Like, I think it was maybe like 32 or something, but yeah, it was like a little month. Like, I mean, I still definitely, I mean, but she was still getting credible wins. Like, every win that she got wasn't by the skin of her teeth or some technicality or something. Like, they, as much as I hate to say it, because I do like Liv. I really do. And it, like, honestly, I, now, I really haven't said much about Liv on social media because I don't want people to think I hate Liv because I don't hate Liv. I don't dislike Liv. I really, really like her. And I do believe she has something. But I feel like she still needs a lot of work. She she still, well, let me not say a lot of work. She still has some work to do. And then she they didn't book her as credible to before. She she got it. So it's like, yeah, she had a couple good wins, but just giving somebody three good wins or five good wins isn't enough to make them credible. Now, if she had been on a winning streak for like seven, eight months, then it would have been a different story. And then people would have been like, okay, live out here doing it. But y'all wait till like a month before and literally only give her like a handful of wins and you just want people to automatically think she's credible. And then this was the main thing that got me about the booking. This was the main thing that got me about the booking. You telling me Becky freaking Lynch, the man, big time Bex, the first woman to ever defeat Ronda Rousey. Liv couldn't be her not once. Couldn't beat her not once, but beat Ronda twice. It makes no sense. The booking made no sense in regards to that. That is some of the worst, most backwards booking I have ever seen in my life. I'm, I'm not saying they shouldn't have tried with Liv, but here's the thing at this point, because now the way they're making it look by the end of the match is that she's going to turn heel. Liv started off as heel. She's not a good heel. I don't think they was going to make her turn heel. I mean, they said, oh, she's smiling, you know, and it was like, I, which I did, really didn't understand the facial expressions. I thought that was off. I, I, well, um, no, it made perfect sense. It the the facial expression made perfect sense. Now, granted, I think it was stupid for it to happen, but I get where Liv was trying to go. Now, I don't know if she just did that or they told her to do it. I don't know, but I I get the idea of what it's supposed to be. But depending on how this is supposed to go coming up, may 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 not make it any sense because of that because. Her doing that is like, oh, I didn't quit. So her, so now she has a gripe, technically. You didn't beat me. Remember, at the beginning of the match, she, uh, Samantha read, like she, well, I ain't gonna say read. She gave the rules. She said you could only win by pinfall or submission. Technically, Liv never tapped. She, ne she didn't get pinned. She just passed out. Now, granted, as far as I can remember, all my years of watching wrestling, anytime that has been the case, if somebody passed out, the title still has changed hands. So I'm not. Yeah, because it's like you got knocked out. 
Yeah, so I'm not upset about that because that's what the, that's what everybody on the internet was upset about from what I saw, which was stupid. Because I'm just like, let's not all act like we ain't been watching wrestling forever, but whatever. My issue was, I'm like, okay, so why is she smiling? I'm like, is okay, clearly, I think either she's turning heel, and if she doesn't turn heel, this is just gonna be stupid. Because what is the point of you sitting here? It's like you sit here looking at it like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you, or oh, I'm gonna beat the living daylight out of you, or something like. She she looking like she coming back with a vengeance. So if she doesn't turn heel, it's just not gonna make any sense. Now, if she turns into this super badass baby face, that like and it's gonna be on a run, like honestly, and as much as I really want, I really want people to take this in the best way possible. It is no way possible I'm gonna believe if Liv Morgan comes back and goes on a run like Becky Lynch did when she turned into the man. It won't be believable. Won't be the slightest. No, difference. I, 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 I think Liv Morgan's title days are are done. I mean, at least for the immediate future. I mean, it was an experiment. They experimented, and you know, it was, it was what it was. She but I don't booed. think she's. I, she I don't think she's ever getting it it back. Um, so she'll. I mean, she'll just float around. And you know maybe she'll get into the tag team scene, but um, I don't. I think her run with the title. I think I think that's that's over with. Liv um, was not over, and the, I think that people. I think that certain people gave her the idea she was over. I right. I, I wish they would have had her. Um, I wish they would have had her manage her expectations a little bit better. And it's like sometimes you gonna get booed even when you shouldn't. And I feel like people taking Liv getting booed the complete wrong way. Liv didn't get booed because people don't like her. That's not why she got booed. So let's just take that off the table. Now, granted, you may have a handful of people, you know, and figuratively speaking, a handful of people that don't that don't like her. It happens with anybody, you know. But it's not that people don't like her. That's not why she got booed. She got booed because. People knew she wasn't credible was the issue. People like Liv, but they just couldn't believe her as champion. You, But then you have those people, and I, I'm not going to say Marks, you have those diehard fans that really care for somebody and really have that connection with that, you know, that wrestler and are going to support anything they do. That's That's how you know those are your fans. Those are your fans. When no matter what you do, they're going to wrap you, they're going to support you, they're going to cheer for you. Those are your fans. But the thing is, and again, I hate this word, but you also have to have the marks. That's what it's all about. You have to have the marks. And you have to have the fans. That has to be a good balance. But that's that's the thing. It's not like Liv got booed because people didn't like her. It's not that. It's just that people didn't buy it because she wasn't credible. It's like, you know, she had how many title matches previously and lost them and how many, like, you know, she was when she did the tag team thing with Rhea, lost all those title matches, you know. So it was just, and as much as I hate to say it, watching those title matches, she, those tag team title matches she, she had with Rhea, it's like, yeah, they had good chemistry, but it also made me look at Liv and be like, well, maybe she's not as ready, ready as I thought she was because when you look at some of her stuff, it was a couple of times in a few matches, even with a couple of her singles matches, I could tell that she was she was memorizing sequences because she it was a couple of times where you see her kind of stop and she kind of looked like, 
okay, what am I supposed to do? Like, it's like it's quick to miss it if you blink. But it was a few times in there where you could tell she's memorizing stuff. And it's like, as much as I hate to say it, yes, a lot of people do it now, but I feel like, especially for the women, it's going to be extremely hard for her to make it in that women's division if she feels like she's going to be able to get on top by memorizing matches. You have people like Sasha, you have people like Bailey, you have people like Becky Lynch, you have people like Charlotte, you have people like even Bianca. Bianca is getting better and better every time we see her. Granted, her character is still at this point a little bit, but like Bianca for her to still be this early into it she's picking it up she's like the female Kurt Angle she's picking it up so quickly and it's like I I believe that maybe Bianca could call a match she could lead a match but Liv couldn't call a match or lead a match and that's the problem if you're if you're this far into it and nobody can nobody could go say hey well I know Liv could call this match she could lead this match I truly have faith that Bianca can lead and call a match with no problem. I know we know for a fact Becky can lead and call a match with no problem. We know Charlotte. We know Sasha. We know Bailey. We know that those women can do it. But Liv isn't there yet. I, it's still clearly a lot she needs to learn. And it's just like the more we've seen her in this title run, the more it became evident. And I was just like, maybe she's not, you know, improving as quick as I thought she was. Because as much as I hate to say it like this, I kind of feel like to some degree she had me fooled. But I like Liv. Um, I feel like if she keeps putting this work into it, maybe she'll get like she'll get there by the beginning of the year. I I kind of feel like she took a couple steps back with just seeing some of the stuff she's done over the past few months. But um, I I definitely think she's a she's a she's a pretty good talent. Like she she can. She she can she can make it look good enough. Like she ain't perfect, but I miss mean, a lot of people that need work. She's still kind of fresh to some degree. Um, but yeah, her and Rhonda, it was a couple weird spots in the match that I just kind of was kind of like, what? Like I'm not too big on stuff being weird, but it was a couple uh weird spots, which I don't necessarily blame Rhonda for it as much as I hate to say it. Like I have to put it more on live for the simple fact that. It's like Liv can sell and I've seen her sell really well, but it just seems like they don't really have any chemistry. And though I said that Rhonda kind of seems like she's lost the stuff since she's been back. It's like when she works with Nettie, her and Nettie works really well together. She works pretty good with Raquel when they work together. So it's just, it, it was just no chemistry here. And I, I just think it was just more of a, even though the Liv technically has more of the experience, you know, wrestling wise, but overall Rhonda has more experience. Like, yeah, maybe more MMA, but MMA is pretty close to wrestling. So in a sense, like Rhonda is more of the knowledgeable one to some degree. Um, it, it just lacked chemistry for me. Uh, I mean, it was I a sloppy match. Um, then was probably some of the weakest baseball bat shots I ever seen except for the one that Rhonda hit her when she lived jumped up in the air off the steps. Oh, you know, yeah. they were like they was tapping each other with that bat. I mean yeah. the match after Rhonda got put through the table and Liv tried to pin her but her shoulders were still on the table and that awkward exchange where Rhonda was trying to you know put her in you know to the submission hole was all disjointed and, and awkward. 
Well, it wasn't awkward. It's just that if you really look at it, because I thought the same. It, thing it was. It, it was. It was. It was. It was awkward. No, it, it was really awkward. was. I swear, <laughs> if you go back and look at it, because I said the same thing at first. Because when I was watching, I said, "Dang, this is kind of getting." A, I was like, "It's already kind of sloppy," but honestly, when you go back and look at it. It wasn't that last part wasn't sloppy. It was legit. Rhonda's putting the hold on and Liv was legit fighting it. Like I really was looking like I said, damn, I said I didn't peep this. Like Liv was legit fighting. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like all you know, bumpy and rocky. And uh, it really wasn't the case when you go back and look at that, how that how the closing of that happened. Like Liv was just really, she was really fighting that. But what I do, the part that did make it look sloppy was the fact that. Liv isn't strong enough to pull up Rhonda. And it's like, you see that she barely got her up for that power bomb. She probably hurt her back because she wasn't lifting with her knees. She was lifting with her back. So she probably done messed up her damn back. Hopefully she didn't, but she could barely lift Rhonda for that. And most of the women can at least get you up for a quick power bomb. And she couldn't even get Rhonda up for that. So is Liv has some weak points, but so it wasn't a good foundation. So it did look a little shaky, but when you look at you know, Rhonda's legs and like especially their arms. You can see it was Rhonda was legit making transitions. Rhonda was switching when she needed to switch when Liv was moving a certain way. And Liv was actually like trying to stay out of it. Like it wasn't sloppy. Like you just have to go back and look at it. I promise. Mm -hmm. I promise. Well, maybe just I had to take another look. It looks sloppy to me. Maybe I had to take a second glance at it, but uh yeah, it looks sloppy to me. But I that's probably my least still favorite match of the night um definitely same I, I gotta say the same and i was very surprised uh and the chair shots was bad too the chair shots was so bad because the only two sh chair shots that looked good was when the two times rinder got her feet up them were the only two that looked good i said well damn why is them the only two that look good in the rest of the shots i said it don't even look like she's swinging the chair for it was just yeah honestly as much as i hate to say it this whole title run for Liv, all it did was really expose that she she doesn't know as much as we thought she did. She's not ready like we thought she was. That's really all it is. It's, and it's like, I really hate to say it because I do like Liv, but um, all, that's all this did. Like, this title run just really exposed that she she can't put on the type of show that's going to be main event worthy, at least not right now. Um, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see if she keeps getting better, if she gets stagnant, maybe this is the best we'll ever get from Liv. Who knows? Um, we shall see, but um, I'm I'm all for being on the journey with Liv and seeing where it goes because she she has a lot of potential, in my opinion. Um, I honestly wasn't. And just a question, Nikki Cross had the title for 32 days. See, I so. was right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, just barely a month. At least her wins was clean. She, I think she had one bullshit win where it was like by the skin of her teeth, but shit, all her. All her wins wasn't by the skin of her chinny chin chin. That's for damn sure. Um, I wasn't a big, you know, honestly, I wasn't a big fan of the Karrion Cross Drew McIntyre. Um, I really like Karrion Cross. He has a good look. Um, I like the hair. The hair gives him kind of like a psychopath look. He looks like he could be wearing a suit in the daytime and be, you know, like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hattie. Look like he could be a totally normal person at daytime, be a serial killer at night or something. I'm totally with it. Um, I feel like it gives him a, di a different bit of a... Uh, 
a different dimension with his character by having the hair. Like I wasn't really too big of a fan of the ball thing when, you know, that was part of his character. Um, as much as I hate to say this, it, the best part of the match was him and Scarlett's entrance. Yeah, it was, I mean, I, Karrion Cross, I like, but he's never, he's not a big, He's a brawler. He's not a big ring worker like, you know. He's not a big technician. On, right. He's not putting on a 20-minute classic. That's just not him. He's a brawler. He gets power yeah. moves. and His power moves and intimidation factor, that's his whole thing. That's thing. Yeah. Um, so I knew that Drew match was going to – that's why they kind of had that. You know, they brought all around his rings and, and in the stands. And I didn't have – a prob a big problem with the ending because it was in the confines of the rules of the match. Um, but NXT carrying across a thing, even though he was a heel, he still beat you Clean. cleanly. Yeah, you know, because he was just you know more powerful than everybody else. Like he would just straight he up just beat you down. Now. Um, so with Drew, of course, this is gonna. Once again, this is going to continue on. This is not the end of this. Um, because they're going to have to have a straight-up match or something. They're going to have to do something else. So, Well, I'm okay with this because they're investing, Triple H is investing in the stories right now when we didn't have a lot of stories previously. So, or things that made sense. So, I'll take it for right now that he's doing all the rematches and stuff and there's a lot of stories because that's how stuff used to be. So, I'll take it. Now, we'll see, you know, several months down the line how it plays out. But as of right now, he has to start somewhere. He's getting more stories out there. He's, you know, th you know, threading everything together. Um, So I like it. So we'll, we'll see if he can find a proper balance for it down the line. But as of right now, I'm okay with it. Um, The pepper spray, I wasn't okay with the ending like i understood because it was it was technically legal but you still shitting all over your ref by doing that so it's like if the ref hadn't seen it it would have made more sense but just like blatantly in the ref's face you shitting all over the ref by doing that so you bet you done buried your ref like, yeah, he picked up the win, and yeah, it technically made sense that it was a no-DQ match, but you buried your ref in the process. Why? That was stupid. You just buried your freaking ref, so we'll see how that uh, we'll see how that goes uh, going forward. But... It buried the ref, but, um, I mean, just let's say it was, it was in to the confines of the match. It was. I, that's why I'm not necessarily um, so, mad at I mean, it. you couldn't, because every, every match that they had was, you know, extreme rules, so no DQs and everything. So that's why I was like, Charlotte Peppers, I mean, uh, I'm trying to talk about some Charlotte. But, you know. Um, Scarlet Pepper spraying them. Pepper spraying them. Granted, we know it's not more. real pepper spray, but. Uh, uh -huh. Of course not. Because but you, you're I... not taking that much to the face. <laughs> I mean, some people might be ballsy enough to take it. I mean, I wouldn't, but um, I definitely, like I said, I'm not mad at it because I understand. Like, I get it. I understand it's within the confines of the match. Because as soon as it happened, I said, well, I said, it's legal. 
I wasn't mad at it, but I was just kind of, I wasn't too happy about it because I'm like, you burying your freaking rev. And it's like everything works together in wrestling. So you can't bury your freaking rev making her look freaking stupid. So that was my main issue with that. But um, it just all around wasn't really that good of a match. I was a, uh, I had no expectations for it, honestly, because I'm not a Drew McIntyre fan. So I wasn't, I had no expectations for it. Um, I felt like you could tell that Cross hasn't really worked strap matches like that. It, it it didn't look like second nature to him. Like it looked a little uncomfortable, but um, yeah. So no opinion on that one. Um, I mean, strap matches is, is weird too. Because I mean, I thought this was a strap match where you know you you do touch off four corners. You know, no, and that's that, a that's what a, is that? That's a death match, right? Ain't no death match. That's a strap match. I thought the strap no, match is you touch off four, four corners. Oh wait, or is it no? I think that's the Texas. I think that's the Texas strap matches when you do that. Oh, I just thought that was just, just a strap match. No, nah, okay. not a regular Maybe strap. Maybe I had them because I was like, oh, don't they gotta touch the corners? And they were just he has pinned them. I was like, oh, okay. But, no, God, that's the Texas, uh, Texas strap match that you. No, maybe that's the bull rope match. Cause man, I always think about no, the JB, that's not the bull rope match. The Texas bull rope match, ain't the ain't Texas that bull rope. The one where J when JBL first won a championship with him and Eddie Guerrero. Okay, well yeah, right, because he had to touch all four corners. Yeah, okay, yeah, the mm-hmm. Texas. Uh, I keep wanting to say death match. Oh my god. Maybe it's the Texas bull rope. Maybe it's that. Okay. Okay, but um, you know, honestly, I was really. I was, I don't want to say surprised, but Bianca Belair and Bailey did a really good job. Like, it was a, it was a pretty good match. Like, at, at the beginning, I wasn't too happy because I, like, one of my biggest pet peeves with ladder matches is when in the first, like, five minutes, somebody is trying to put a ladder in the ring. And it's like, you ain't even, especially when y'all ain't touched each other. So it's like, you already know your ass ain't gonna get up this ladder. So why do it? Like, that is one of my biggest pet peeves is when people do that. So it's like, if you ain't, put this person through a table or done knock them over the head with a with a with a chair or a fire extinguisher or something or or done tied them up in the ropes or something. I don't see why you would be trying to go for a ladder that early in the match. That's one of my big pet peeves. I was not happy about how that match started. I mean it's always like when you get a I quit mat or or a, um you know just like the I quit match. As soon as somebody do something they got the microphone in their face or uh last man standing. Oh yeah, um, you I'm know with that. they start counting like off a of suplex. Count it, you know. We already know it's not ending that fast. I like. Oh, um, listen, I'm the same so, way with that stuff. I think that's absolutely ridiculous as well. That type of stuff pisses me off too. So this, so this is not. I'm not singling this out. I feel the same way about all that stuff, which was what pissed me off. And I quit match, but we'll get there in a minute. Um, Bailey and Bianca man like how when we were talking about the you know which we have to still continue people we didn't forget about you guys the female rivalries we're we're gonna we're gonna bring that to another episode so stay tuned for that um bailey and bianca just the chemistry is there the only thing i hate about this is the build-up the build-up to this whole thing was so weird and so wack normally Bailey always has a good promo, but that promo she did at the contract signing was terrible. And I was very surprised because Bailey always has a great promo. Bianca. I love Bianca to death. I'm a huge fan of her. I think she's amazing. 
it's just that I'm tired. Of, like, it's the same promo every single time. And I'm tired of it. I need her to switch it up a little bit. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little stale on the character right now for Bianca. Cause it's like, she doesn't switch it up enough. She, I get that this is all new to her and she's still kind of learning. Like I get it. Um, but I feel like at this point for this to be your second title reign, like, I feel like you should be understanding a little <laughs> bit more. Like she needs to switch it up more with the promos. It's like, even The Rock didn't cut the same promo all the time. Soko didn't throw the same promo all the time. It literally sounds like the same promo every time. And it's just, it's ridiculous. I still don't know what the whole thing was with her and Asta and Alexa. It was just pointless and weird. Uh, damage Control, Love Damage Control. Uh, the music sounds like Sonya Deville's music, but just changed a little bit. Sounds like, it, it's so weird. I don't like the music. It sounds too much like it sounds too much like Sonya Deville song, so I'm not a fan of that. It almost sounds like a rock song when it first comes on, like how he used to start up with the um, you know the doom. That's almost like what almost puts you in a mind of that. It's like somebody just took that track and just you know. I took something out of that, it. But maybe but, I have to go back and listen to it and see because I didn't get back from that. But if I you listen to the it. beginning of it, the way it first comes in sounds like the Rock's old entrance. That's how it sounds. Mm-hmm. But, okay, um, I'll go. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Um, this was a this was a decent match though. Like they kept the ladders in play. They, you know, they they you know they brought a little bit. You know, they did some wrestling here and there. Um, but it was a it was a pretty good match. Like I was I was a little taken aback for a little bit. I was just like, God, this is good. Like it was just that freaking good. Um, you know, I was a little surprised. I honestly thought Bailey was gonna take it on this. Like I knew Rhonda was gonna win because I was just like I, it was the only way for the booking to make sense. But I was legit convinced that Bailey was gonna win because at this point I'm kinda like, it's really nobody for Bianca to face right now besides Bailey. So I'm like, if her and Bailey aren't gonna have like at least another two matches, I really won't be interested in what Bianca does next because I like she's faced everybody. It would be no point of her facing Nikki. It would be no point of her facing Alexa. It would be I mean, maybe Asuka, but since they just faked her injury, I don't know if that's what's the last like, you know, week or two. Who knows? Um it kind of wouldn't make sense for Oscar because it's like what would lead them to how to fight. Because like if you do two baby faces, just like if you do two heels, anytime you do the do the same thing, like two baby faces, two heels, it has to be a really, really good reason and plausible reason why they're deciding to go one-on-one against each other when they could just team up to do something else. So I mean, somebody would usually default to the other side. I mean, just like the Seamus Gunther thing, not that by default, Seamus will become the face, has become the face um, of that, you know, rivalry. But, you know, when he feuds with somebody else, who knows, may go back heel. So, it all depends on the complexion. Yeah, you know, so we... For the match. We shall, we shall see with that, but um, Bianca Bailey, good match. I have no complaints there, except for how it started. I just always hate, like you said, how they started match with the doing whatever the gimmick is, and it's just like you know it ain't no damn way. So that's my only beef. You know the I quit match. I had no interest in. It was too long. 
it was too it's like if you choose a match to be long and that's the match you choose to be long like to a degree I kind of probably see where they were coming from because they knew like okay all these other people going to get involved but it was just it it was just it was it was just too much it was just it was it was way too much it was certain parts that went too long it was certain parts that shouldn't have been there like I feel like Ray coming out was kind of pointless because like he took his bump and then he disappeared. And yeah, I'm just he was like... pretty much useless. Um, I mean, you know, Judgment Day was going to get involved. Um, I did like Finn's new gear. I liked his new interest music. Me too. Um, but I mean, I knew how it was going to end. Um, as soon as Beth came out there, I was like, oh, Ed's not going to quit. And it's like they've done in other I Quit matches. Um, the person's not gonna quit, so they just go try to harm somebody that they care about. So yeah, that'll force them to do it. I was like, oh, so this is what they're gonna do. I didn't so, like them setting up the whole Beth and Rhea angle in the middle of a damn match. Like, if you gonna do something like that, it can't be. They took too long. They took way too long. Like. I feel like if they was going to have their little face off, that shouldn't have lasted more than maybe 10 seconds. Like, it shouldn't have been, like, no whole, like, 30-second minute ordeal. It, I hate when people stand there too long and be looking around and because it just looks fake when people just... And it's just, like, they it just took too long. If they was going to have their little face off, should have had some words. Even if one of them looking off to the side, you can't look off to the side too long. You know, you you know, the other one can't stand there jaw jacket too long, and even if you don't hit each other, you can't stand there too long. And they, that's the problem with some of this stuff lately is they just taking too long to do the simplest stuff. And it's like, yes, you don't want it to move too fast, but you also don't want it to move too slow too, because sometimes if it moves too slow, it looks fake as well. So, I I, I just need them to work on that some more. Um, I, I kind of figured the I honestly. Going into the match, I knew Edge wasn't going to win. Because <laughs> I, I knew they was going to pull something. I just didn't know exactly. Like, I figured Beth was going to get involved since we had already kind of seen her at ringside for, you know, the with the Toronto match. So, I kind of figured they would have did this thing. It's a, it's a big deal. It's a, you know, premium live event. So, I kind of expected that. But, like I said, certain stuff just took too long. Certain stuff didn't need to be incorporated in there. Um, Finn, the gear was cool. Love the new entrance. Um, Hill Balor is definitely one of my favorites. I mean, I love Finn Balor regardless. Like, I think he's, I feel like he has the potential to be a good baby face, but Hill Finn Balor is like so much better. <laughs> it's so much better. Um, but yeah, not too happy about how that match went. Just went a little too long for me. Um, the brawling brutes and and uh Imperium freaking great. Like the way Gunther comes out there and slaps that damn coat off so quick, it's just so smooth like butter. And Ludwig just catches it and rolls it up, and Giovanni mm-hmm. sitting there looking like a badass, and just oh man, and then you know, Seamus, you know, Ridge. I forget he's there sometimes. It's like I'm always. I mean, he really don't have no personality, and I still don't like him because he, you know, broke. I mean, I know it's dangerous out there, but still, 
he's the one who broke Biggie's neck. You know, so, I'm not gonna lie. I definitely feel some type of way towards him because I mean, I already wasn't a fan of his, but I, even though Biggie said it wasn't his fault. I, I certainly feel some type of way about him because it's like, as many times as I watch that, it's like, I understand things happen because honestly, I feel the same way about Samoa Joe. I've never cared for Samoa Joe. I'm not a fan of his. I don't like his work. Um, I, I think he's talented. He's just not somebody I would support. Um, but, you know, I felt the same way when TJ got hurt. I was very upset. And even to this day, I'm still very upset about TJ being injured and can never wrestle again. Um, I mean, granted, but I also know that Samoa Joe's done that move a million times and people have been fine. So, um, it's, it's a little hard not to feel some type of way. So I, I definitely feel you on that. Um, every time you go out there, you, you know, you risking your life yeah, and your life is in that other person's hands. So, I but mean, I know Big E's not going to blame him. He's not Bret Hart. He don't keep blaming him, you know, <laughs> for stuff. Um, I... but... Still, is it, it is a oh, not the Bret Hart. And when you see him, it's just like because you start thinking like, man, he shouldn't even, he shouldn't even been out there feuding with him, you know. Oh, you said Bret Hart. Okay. He should have still had the title and off, you know. He should have still been defending the title somewhere. Not, yeah, in I a, definitely in feel a like mid card feud with, with them. Yeah, I definitely feel like he shouldn't have, you know, gave up. I definitely feel like he should have dropped the title to Brock. I feel like that was bold. I feel like he had so much to offer still. Uh, so, yeah, I it's, it's definitely a, a couple of things that I felt led to that whole event happening. But, um, you know, Rich, like you said, just no personality. It's like he, he literally has no character. He literally just looks like a, a mini version of Seamus, like the, the great value version of Seamus. And whereas Butch is like, even though this, you know, we hate the name, it's like he's still a great athlete. Like people still connect with him so much. People are so connected to Pete Dunn, and I love Pete Dunn. First time I saw him, I remember thinking, like, this shit looks so weird. But I was with it. I said, I am freaking with this. Like, I said, this is this is weird, but that's what's up. I like this. And you know, Rich Holland, I honestly I can't name one thing he done did in NXT or anywhere else. I I really have no recollection of anything he's done. Like I just, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm just, I'm, I'm not a fan. He just, he has no personality, and I'm definitely one of those wrestling fans that you have to, you have to have a personality. And he just, he just has no type of personality whatsoever. And I just. I, I just I can't roll with him um, but you know Seamus it's like he's had a career resurgence I'm so happy for him I've, I've I don't want to say always been a fan of Seamus um, but around 2013 2014 is when Seamus really grew on me and uh, you know even when he was healed like when he turned healed you know when I forgot what happened. He got injured. I think it was like his rose header cuff or something at the time. He got injured. And then we came back with the Mohawk. And I was so mad at him. <laughs> but, you know, I've always... Bangers. He does the bangers. Like, him and him and Cesaro, when they was the bar, you know, even before they became and that's the bar. I think that's the only time I ever... I, I've never been a big fan of his. I mean, I appreciate the work he put in. But um, I probably only ever liked him when he was at the bar. That's probably the only time I ever liked him. 
Rush, he really okay. grew on me during that 2013-2014 period for some reason. He really grew on me. It's like he wasn't like in a lot of high-profile matches, but he was doing some really good work. And I felt like because of all the other things that was going on in the roster at the time, he got overlooked for a while, especially during that time. But um, he really grew on me around then, and I just always kept watching him. And, you know, I, I really, really like Sheamus. Um and that's the thing. Uh, let's. Uh, but heck of a match. I, I feel like it was a little too, a little too gimmicky. But I'm not gonna complain about any of the gimmick stuff because it is a stream rule. So you kind of expect everything to be no DQ. Um, so that's perfectly fine. I I can let that go. But hell of a match. Definitely a banger. Like that. That was the way to open the show for sure. It just. Oh man, great work. You know, Imperium looks like badasses. They can work. You know, Seamus, you know, he can work. Ridge, I keep forgetting he's there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, Butch, aka P. Doom, <laughs> you know, he's, I've been a fan of his for a really long time. So, uh, no complaints there. You know, I honestly, I was not excited about the pit fight only because, well, I'm not going to say only because, but mainly because, and I know I'm being petty, but for me, I just kept imagining Ken Shamrock. I said, when the, we first heard Fight Pit, literally, when they first decided it was going to be a Fight Pit, I said, Ken Shamrock. I said, we got to see Kim Shamrock. Like, I just figured it was a done deal. And then when they come talking about Daniel Cormier, I said, what? Like, I said, because here, this is just my train of thought. My train of thought was, it makes sense for Ken Shamrock because, let's be honest, Anybody that's watched WWE and knows they WWE knows about the Lions Den. You know, they know about Ken Shanrock. Like, Ken Shanrock still looks good. You know, Daniel Cormier looks like he's been sitting on the couches eating chips. Um, well, they, I mean, they had two fight pit matches with um in NXT with um dude that's not there no more. The dude only had the one, two. Um, <laughs> I can't think of his name. What? You know who I'm talking about. He only had the one tooth. Stop um, saying that. Stop the British that. guy. I can't stop laughing. Um, because I know who you're talking about, but I can't say his name. Timothy Thatcher. Timothy, Timothy Thatcher. Thatcher. I can't want to say Hatcher, yeah. and I can't. I'm thinking of Terry Hatcher. I can't want to say Hatcher. But yeah, like no, I remember. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of his. That was kind of like his specialty thing, yeah, because he beat Riddle in that, and he also beat Champa. Um, right, so but that I was kind of like, his specialty. I feel like Shamrock should have been there because it was reminiscent to the Lions then of what they did back in the Attitude Era. I feel like you know Ken Shamrock is a name synonymous with WWE. It's you know, like I said, Kim Shamrock is still in. You know, he's in great condition. I'm you know felt like he could have had like a little moment in the match or something after the match. Um, you know, it would have been a great pop. Uh, would have been a little bit of the nostalgia business too. Um, it was just so many things that could have came along with that. And maybe he I, wasn't available, or maybe he asked for too much money. Well, he clearly was available because when I brought it up on Twitter, he responded to me. So he was definitely available. Um, I, I definitely, and also to throw this out there, I've always wondered. Like here we are in 2022, and I thought Ken Shamrock would have been in the WWE Hall of Fame by now. And a, a lot of people are probably thinking, like, well, why would he be in the Hall of Fame? Like, you know, just like 
it's certain people that a lot of like the okay let's just put it like this let's start let's open up with this the hall of fame isn't all about the 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 titles that everybody's wants everybody has had that goes into the hall of fame has had some type of big impact on the company itself and Kim Shamrock was a big part of that attitude era. He was a very big part of that. And no I, I I definitely feel like he's I feel like he's not getting his flowers and I don't appreciate that. That makes me really upset. Um so I, I definitely feel like since we didn't get Ken Shamrock for this fight uh match, I feel like we gotta get him for something else. So uh, I don't know, maybe something to Crown Jewel or something that Survivor Series. Maybe he could be the special enforcer for one of the uh the 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 War Games match, the male more War Games match. Like you know, I, I'm cool with that. But I need some Ken Shamrock on WWE TV. That's what I know. And it's a lot of people that was agreeing with me because we got them trending on Twitter. So I, I need them to make this right. That's all I'm saying. Um, but you know the fight pitch. It I, I keep saying pitch. Why does I keep saying pitch? The fight pit match honestly was a waste of time in my opinion. It was not interesting. I was I was just laying there doing other stuff. I'm laying there staring at the ceiling and would look over at the TV every now and then. Like it was not enough to keep me interested. Um, I and I don't say this honestly. This doesn't fall on Rollins. This honestly falls on Matt Riddle. Like, you know, Rollins makes anything look good in this. Like, well, the match, I mean, it felt rushed because it felt like it took up a lot of time with the I Quit match. And it was like, hey, but we still got this stinger at the end. We still got put put on there. So, y'all right. kind of got to hurry up through this. So, it was a lot of just standing around. You know, when he got on the other level, and they were just standing there, and you got to get down. He kept telling him to get down. And You're talking about some, you know, I can't count, because when Steph's on the countdown, he's like, I can't count you out. He's like, I can't count you down. There has to be in the ring. And it's like yeah, he it said was, that like a couple it, times, and I was just like, what? It was just all very strange, and I was, I was just not a fan. I was just... And Daniel Cormier, I have no beef. He's a legend. I have no beef. It's just that it was super random for him to show up. And then they're trying to work it in by saying, oh, Seth reached out to him. Because what would be Seth, what would be the point of Seth reaching out to him? Like, granted, I know Daniel and, Ro you know, not Rollins, Riddle has some, you know, previous beef or whatever. But it's like, it's not even like you initially brought that up for it to play in. So it's just, it was too many question marks on this whole thing. The only thing that I was okay with was it being a fight pit, but then all the stuff that was attached to it just made no sense. You know, I, you know, I even during the, during the match, I was laying there on the couch watching and I remember tweeting. I said, you know, I said, man, I said, Cam Shamrock would have came out with the sleeves cut off the ref shirt, some black trap pants. He would have got a pop and we all would have been excited. You know, I said, but man, I said, maybe that's just me then. I said, it should have been Cam Shamrock. That's all I'm saying. You know, people well, were we like, we can't always have what we want. This is true, but this is one of the things that should have been common sense. That's all I'm saying. And shout out to Kim Shamrock for liking that. He he caught my tweet, so shout out to Kim Shamrock for liking that. But um, yeah, I, I I definitely feel like this was this was a perfect opportunity to get Kim Shamrock back in there. 
Um, again, I'll I'll take them at war games as as a special enforcer for the male war games match. So I I'll take that, you know. But I'm I'm like I said, I'm gonna need them to make this right. That's all I'm saying. Um, you know, Riddle won the match again. I yeah. I was just not impressed by this. I was I I wasn't. I mean, he needed that win. He needed the win, but honestly, it's like nobody cared. You see, there was like, he didn't even get a good pop off of it. Like, I was just kind of like, wow. Like, I was a little surprised. Like, I honestly thought more people would have been happy. And it's like, it seemed like more people was disappointed that Rollins didn't win. <laughs> it seemed like more people was going to say Rollins didn't win. I said, well, ain't that some mess? Like, I mean, I love stuff. Regardless. As much as there's been times I've hated stuff, it's like, as much as I like want to hate stuff right now, it's just that he's just so funny. And it's like, he don't even try. He just, he gets you invested no matter what. And that's, that's what a star does. Stuff is a star. He's been a star for a really long time. He keeps you invested no matter what. And that's what I always uh, liked about him and appreciated and respected. Um, he works hard. He, you know, he does great work. Um, Riddle, I, I think his little uh I think his little wave has, you know, has flattened out because it you know, he he didn't get as big of a pop as he normally gets on his interests. Like he got a, a, a decent pop, but not compared to where he normally gets, which was a little surprising to me because I'm not necessarily a fan of Matt Riddle, but I do usually like to watch his matches. Like I will sit there for a Matt Riddle match because he does he 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 is super talented, but as much as I hate to say this, my issue with him is how he handles himself as as like even as a person. Like the crazy thing is when I watched Seth's interview with Ariel Hawani was that you know, he said his issue with, you know, Riddle was, he was like, it's not professional. He said he, he's talented, all this man. He was like, it's just that, you know, how he chooses to act as a person, which was really strange because that's exactly, how, that's exactly how I feel about Riddle. Like, you can't get to, you know, talk and crap about people just because you feel that type of way. Like, he, I saw, uh, oh God, what pay-per-view was that? Was that when they was in Saudi Arabia? Like, was this a kayfabe interview? I think that was kayfabe. So no, that definitely wasn't kayfabe. Um, you gotta watch it. It was really good. That definitely wasn't kayfabe. It was like the same when he was like on the uh, Stone Cold's uh, Broken Skull Session. It definitely wasn't kayfabe. Um, mm. But my my thing is, it's like with Riddle to some degree. I get the type of person he is because it reminds me so much of things I've done or that I do. So it's like, you know, just talking yourself up. I can't be mad at you for feeling yourself because you're confident. And that's cool. But don't try to bring yourself up by bringing other people down. Like when, when I can't remember what pay-per-view that was earlier this year. Maybe, oh no, it was for day one, if I'm not mistaken. Where he in the interview, um, he said, he told the interviewer, and I want to say it was uh, Nick Stackhouse from, um, from PW Insider, but I could be wrong. Um... He said, he said that, you know, basically Roman still hasn't talked to him or whatever. Like he did, or he didn't forgive him. I'm sorry. He didn't forgive him for the comments he made about him. And I was like, so, because I wouldn't have forgave you either, but that's just me, you know, different shots for different folks, but I wouldn't have forgave you either because what gives you the right to be new 
to this to this industry and still and this company on top of that and you come in and you just talking mess on my oh he's not tough i can beat him up in real life what just makes you so sure just because you did mma what makes you so sure you can really beat him up in real life because everybody got a plan until they get punched in the face so <laughs> I, <laughs> well, who, 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 who's thing what i just saw um today they was like Somebody just like Roman can't really fight. They just present him as like, no, he, he really can't Jimmy fight. Smith. Jimmy Smith. Okay, that's what I saw. Something was like, yeah, he, it's no, like he really don't know how to fight. <laughs> which makes no sense. Like, you clear, like, I just find it funny that people always want to try to lash out whether an aggressive or a pass away every time they get let go because you literally had nothing but good say, just good stuff to say the other day when, um, I can't even remember what that was. It busted open. He was on that I was, I want to say it was busted open or was click this. I can't remember. I was trying to catch up on all my podcasts, but, um, you, you just had nothing negative to say. And then all of a sudden you trying to say shots to somebody like Roman would kick your ass. Roman would kick your ass. So you sitting here asking like, um, you sitting here asking like you the grand poobah and stuff. Like, I don't understand what his issue is. Like, you was just talking about how thankful and grateful you were that you even got to be there and have the experience and got to learn and meet people, all this and that. And then all of a sudden, you talking mess. Like, literally within the next like couple of like days, like I just think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the whole backstory about him, but. Uh... Yeah, I just remember seeing that uh, today, and I was like, oh, okay, he showed calling him out, but and then I mean, the it other, is what it is. The other thing that people don't remember is their family, they're Samoan. Regardless of what they do professionally, them Samoan people, they will beat your ass. That's the damn show. So... I mean, I don't I don't know what his beef is and he felt the need to go after Roman, but you know, Roman ain't the reason why you got let go, sweetheart. So and... I mean he just I say he entitled to say what he want to. But um, you know, because he know it <laughs> they really ain't gonna come after him and really do nothing physically to him. So So do you think that he ain't got no fear. So do you think that uh Pat McAfee is coming back? And they said he was coming back and then now all of a sudden what you know, Wade Barrett is there. So I mean, I think Wade Barrett might be temporary until Pat McAfee comes back, but they haven't said. Uh I mean, I really don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean he had a lot of stuff jumping off anyway before yeah. he had even took that job, so I really, I really can't say. Um, it will, it will be bad. He's not, it's not like he hurting, <laughs> you know. Oh, he's not like he hurting, not so. hurting. He definitely not hurting, but I mean, it's just a lot of people did like him in that position. So I mean, it would honestly, it would suck if he didn't come back. I, I will say that it, it would suck. I'm sorry, I'm opening this box. I got to make sure my stuff right. But um, I, I definitely. I don't know. It would be weird. I have no problem with Wade Bear, but it would just be weird not to at this point see Pat see Pat McAfee back in commentary. That would be extremely strange to me. Um, but also, um, <laughs> what's I say? But also, um, you know, Kevin Patrick. I have no beef with him. He seems like a really nice guy, but I don't think he's good for commentary. 
Kevin Patch. Well, he's gonna be the new guy on Raw. On Raw, yeah. Yeah, okay. You know, I just, now what was he on before? He was like was a he? backstage interviewer. Remember okay. when um remember right after the next Monday after Cody was gone and he did that he was the one that did that sit down interview with Seth. Okay, yeah, I really <laughs> didn't pay attention to It's who like was you doing don't it, really but... see him that often anymore. Okay. Like I because I didn't even know for a while he was still working there because for a while I hadn't seen him and then when he popped back up. You know, around that, you know, the time with Cody and stuff, I was looking like, I said, oh, he's still here because he had disappeared for a while. So, I mean, he seems like a really nice person. Like, I have no issue with him. It's just, he's not even really a good backstage interviewer. <laughs> he's not even a good backstage interviewer. It's like well, I will we'll, we'll see what he does. And then, I guess if it bombs out, they'll find, him a, find a replacement for him. Oh, definitely. Um, we'll we'll see how it goes. He's you know he starts tonight on the season premiere Raw, so we'll see. Um, just to wrap things up, overall, I was not really that impressed with Extreme Rules. I wasn't disappointed. Uh, it was a couple good takeaways, so I wasn't like disappointed with it, but um, just wasn't as happy as I normally am with the uh, with the pay per views. I mean, um, it's a placeholder pay per view. That's what it and that's what it felt like. It, it just say, "Hey, we need another pay per view." So it, it's like the transitional champion of pay per view. Mm -hmm. It's a placeholder. <laughs> I mean, it's always weak when you don't even have your champion on a pay per view. Kind of lets you know the level of I importance mean, they they're putting it at. It's hot when Brock was the champion and wasn't there. <laughs> but no, I was definitely against him being at home holding that title for all at that time. I definitely thought, you know, you your champion is supposed to be on the show. Not at home, you know, doing whatever. And that's what they're doing now. Now that Roman's got the stranglehold on the two titles, it's like, oh, well, I can work when I want to work. I mean, well, and his situation I totally, is different, though. <laughs> that's why you can't have both titles sold up on one guy who's only there you know, almost he's little. He's little more than a part time work. You know, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it it just shows you the level of importance they really had assigned to that show when your title holders not even on there. I mean, they got more. They put Crown Jewels got more importance than that because you actually do have a title match. Um, I mean, well, well. We'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh, you know I I'm pretty confident that after whoever dethrones Roman, um, whoever dethrones Roman. Oh well, Bray Wyatt came back. Okay, so you know we briefly mentioned I forgot Bray Wyatt came back after the fight pitch when Daniel Cormier and Matt Riddle were going up the uh, going like getting ready to walk backstage. Uh. You know, I'm I'm not a fan of Bray Wyatt. So I've never been a fan of his, but I've all I feel the same way about Bray Wyatt that I do Matt Riddle. Like I don't dislike them. I have no issue with either one of them. I'm just not there yet as far as calling myself a fan. Like I feel like we got a couple of stairs left on the ladder before I can say I got that full connection with them. But I've always liked Bray's work. Like, it's very different. It always gets me interested. And I'm always, even if I don't want to be, I usually sit down and, you know, watch. It was a couple of times that he did stuff that I just wasn't with. But for the most part, I've always 
been interested in his stuff because he does really great promos and you know the matches are always really interesting um interesting but um we'll we'll see what happens um but i i do feel like whoever dethrones roman i feel like they're not gonna do that again for some time if they ever do i mean granted they're clearly gonna end up doing it at some point again like who knows how soon but I, I'm pretty sure it won't be anytime soon. It'll probably be a few years from now the next time. <clears throat> yeah, like I mean, that. I am I am a, a Bray Wyatt fan. Um, the problems that have been in his presentation has always been in a booking. Um, they always presented him like a big deal, but booking always said otherwise. Um, so hopefully this time that's rectified. Um, we'll nothing see. worse than having a guy, you know, talk a big game then get out there and lose. That was, you know, um, and it just, you know, his his threat level became non-existent. It just kept going down, you know, with the fiend that got revitalized again. But then you still had him drop those Orton matches. Yeah, um, yeah. So hopefully the booking on this is a lot better um, than what they did before. And hopefully that was something that, you know, in negotiations that he went <laughs> and, I'm sure and, and it got is. in there. I'm sure it like, is. Don't be neutering the character. I'm sure and, it is. I mean, but you also got to keep in mind, most of that came from Vince. And since, since Vince isn't in charge anymore, um, I really mm-hmm. doubt that he has to worry about that. Um, but, hopefully not. You know, Triple H's thing, like he said in the um, interview with Ariel Hawani, was that it's like Bray has a lot of great ideas, but he just tends to be his own worst enemy because he just he's so creative in a good way that it's just like he always comes up with something. So then he'll want to change stuff at the last minute. So, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I definitely believe it'll be a difference in his booking. Um, maybe this would be the thing that pushes me over those last couple stairs to really be like, oh, I'm a fan now. But like I said, I've always liked his work. I have no beef with him. I, I think he's talented. He's different. He offers something. He's special. He's clearly special. Like, I, I have no issue with him. So I really don't want people to take that out of context because I, I believe I said something earlier on Twitter and I just want to make sure that people understand because I know some people, oh, yeah. You and this Twitter. You know, it's it's the quickest way to get the news. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens. So, you guys, tonight season premiere raw in three minutes. Uh, hopefully, it's as good as they done hyped it up to be. So we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, we got to talk about a little AEW say, a little backstage drama. Uh, you know, some returns and everything. We got to talk about the premium live event stream rules. So, um. Was the uh, I'm not sure where Crown Jewel is coming up in a couple weeks. We'll definitely have another show before Crown Jewel, you guys. We still have to give you the remaining um best women rivalries there have been so far in the in the industry. So you guys stay tuned. Anything you want to say, G, before we sign off? Everybody, just take care of yourselves and each other. That you know, that's so nice. I'm so glad you said that. That's that's so true. A lot more people need to 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 hear that and adhere to that. So you guys, we'll see you next time. This is on the Madden in the Ring. We're out. <laughs>